0: I'm not even ready, hold on, wait. JK, if JK, stay that, Just kinda of jumping right in. Honestly, I wanna take you through an idea of mine. Okay, so I had this idea with a friend of mine. His name was David Brown, we went to film school together. We started a podcast, I th- uh, kind of a podcast. We got 11 episodes in back in 2021. And the concept of the podcast was that we were writing a script via Zoom in the pandemic. We both had a lot of time on our hands. That kind of split off. I haven't really touched this script in a while, but I'm I'm dusting it back off, and I'm excited. I felt ideas bubbling up tonight, so I wrote out this whole synopsis. It's more than a synopsis, and I want to take you guys through my whole idea. On my YouTube channel, Colin and David Write a Movie... There's 11 episodes, we go a lot more in-depth, so check that out if you would like to. This, I will be summarizing pretty much those 11 episodes into one. Everything that I can remember without going through them, I'm trying to divulge here. This is a thriller, so okay, like really starting at the beginning. The Executioner's 1957, it's a book about a man named Sam Bowden who sent a brother-in-arms to prison for uh, for several years for a, a heinous crime that he committed. After Max Cady is released from prison, he tracks down the man who sent him there in the first place. The book was adapted into a movie in 1962 with Gregory Peck playing Samuel Bowden and Robert Mitchum playing the the antagonist Max Cady. It was then remade in 1991 with Nick Nolte as the protagonist, Sam Bowden and Robert De Niro as Max Cady. I would like to write a movie that combines all three of those source materials into one project, thus serving as a remake and a sequel kind of at the same time. Blended together, I want Harrison Ford to play Gregory Peck's version of Sam Bowden, and I want Mel Gibson to play Robert Mitchum's version of Max Kitty. Both of these characters would be from 1962. I'm placing that movie in the Vietnam War. So instead of it being technically like 1950-something, they both served in the Vietnam War and that's where Max is sent to prison by Sam. But before I go too far, I want to start at the very beginning of my movie. Sam and Max are young and they're hunting wolves. These wolves have been invading Sam's farm. Sam, while they're hunting, comes across a young lone wolf and he aims his weapon at it, but he takes mercy instead. Right as he does that, blam! Uh, That's a gun. Max Katie shoots the animal dead, and Sam seems distraught. I even have another, uh, the next scene is is Sam, possibly Sam now as Harrison Ford, and he owns some cows, showing that he has this love and a, a connection with his animals that Max is clearly lacking. There's an immediate divide. Sam realizes how impulsive and sadistic Max is, even by how he skins and butchers the wolf later on. This comes around to bite Sam, two years later, when both he and Max have now entered the infantry. They are a part of the U.S. Army services, but continue to live opposite lives, even while serving. That comes to a head when Max is caught in a brutal sex crime, and it's just one that Sam Bowden cannot let go of. He knows that this is too far, and Max needs to be held accountable. This works. Max serves eight years in military prison for his crimes. When he gets out, he pursues the man that put him in jail—a man named Samuel J. Bowden. This is where the, acamp- the This is where the events of Cape Fear will take place. In like 1980s, I'm saying Cape Fear would would take place, not in the 60s, not in the 90s. This would be 80s. Specifically, the events at the end—spoiler warning—from the movie from 1962 and the book because in, in 1991 that version max dies at the end spoiler i'm so sorry 62 and 57 he doesn't he just goes back to prison my story would be when he gets out of prison that second time 42 years later which is 2024 20, maybe when the movie comes out it probably probably like 2026. I hope that makes sense. If that doesn't make sense, go back and watch, clarify it, but, or let me know in the comments. My movie takes place, that second time he gets out of prison, Max Katie is now 67 years old, like Mel Gibson is, and Sam Bowden has just turned 80, like Harrison Ford has just turned 80. Big difference though, Sam Bowden, his mental state is declining, because of dementia, early onset dementia. It's declining and his elderly physical age make him a viable, not threat, Max is the threat. The, what's the op, uh, victim. Max has served a total of 42 years in prison. Oh, a total of 42 years. Okay, so the math was off there. Eight years and then 34, and then that makes 42. So maybe it would have taken place in 1991, Max was underage at the time that he was sentenced but he was tried as an adult for how heinous his crimes were. Max is angry. He is actually furious. He spent most of his life in prison and Sam Bowden is still living. That is not okay with Max. He is now going to wreak total havoc on Sam Bowden's life Without a care in the world of of Sam's declining mental stability or his age, he doesn't care. He knows how to be on guard. He knows how to lay low and work under the radar. Prison has taught him some very useful skills that will be, well, youthful to him in his return into Sam's life with a vengeance. This movie will encapsulate a villain coming back for vengeance with a vengeance. It's not used very often. We don't see it. We now see a cycling through of new villains that all these new bad guys that fans want to see. Unless they're Thanos and and span multiple storylines. This is Max knowing that this is probably the end of his life, but he'll be damned if it's not the end of Sam Bones' life too. Somewhere along the way, Max acquires a semi-truck. Not just any semi-truck. This might be a Tesla semi-truck. Maybe not. But I can see the old school with the new technology being a really interesting uh, hurdle for Max to overcome. Because he's going to need some challenges too. So, okay, a semi, a Tesla semi can go 0 to 60 in seconds. It's a semi. So if Max, you know, you know doesn't know how to use this electric semi truck, I can see how that would be. Or it would be something like Furiosa her truck in uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That would be such a threat because Max Katie is playing for Keeps this time. He has now entered town. He's already sighted Sam Bowden and his family, consisting of a daughter and her husband with three kids, Sam's grandkids. There will be elements of the 1992, nope, the 1991 version of Cape Fear, with the river playing a big part in the plot. I would like for there to be a battle between semi-truck and boat on the water. I don't know what that would look like yet. That's all for later, but boat and semi-truck is such an interesting matchup to me. That's such raw power between two death machines, potentially. If used, you know, one is attacking and one is defending. With two elderly men behind the wheels of both, you know? <laughs> At the very end, Sam will have the opportunity to have a gun pointed at Max Cady once again. It's the biggest regret of his life not having shot him, and having sent him to prison instead, like at the end of the 1962 movie, and the book. Max already came after this guy, he already threatened his daughter, he already threatened his life. This also harkens back to the very beginning, when he can't shoot the young lone wolf. He sees Max as the same thing, that's why he couldn't shoot him in 1962, whatever, or not that year, regard the year that I said, but he can't shoot him when he comes and threatens. (laughs) This time, he does pull the trigger. He needs to know that Max is never gonna come back, he's never a threat again. Sam can live the rest of the little time he has left in his cognizant mind. He can live that in peace knowing that Sam is not only in prison because prison was not enough. He needed to be dead for Sam to fully, I think, rest. I want Sam's dementia to play a really big part and even be a difficult watch for the movie. Like he enters into a really intense situation but has a lapse in judgment because... His mental faculties are not working correctly, kind of like a horror movie when you're when you're watching and you're going, "Why are you open the Don't open the door! Well, you're so stupid." This is kind of like that, but not because we understand that he can't think correctly, so he can't defend himself properly like he would need to with Max as the threat coming after him. Lots of room for suspense, and that's all I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of room for suspense and. What, how do you? How do I end this sentence? Suspense and agility. Nope. Suspense and check back with me. <laughs> if that didn't sound like Peter Griffin. Hey Lois, come smell this fine. It's so stinky. <laughs> That's my idea. I wanted to share it with you guys. And women. I don't want to genderize. I think that if I write it, I could pitch it to Universal. I could pitch it to Icon Films Productions, whatever, which is Mel Gibson. I just talked about them. They they did The Passion of the Christ. So if I just sent a fully done script to Universal, Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, and Mel Gibson, chances are... Meh. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace.